Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman. Nope, not out on the road. I'm actually in our Capital Region International Airport Studios, just northwest of Center City, Lansing, reaching out to Robert Hammer. And he's a shareholder with Foster Swift, Collins and Smith, PC out of Southfield. And they've got their six offices spread across the corridor from east to western Michigan. Robert, welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat. Sure. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Now, nearly 13 months ago, we had you with the MBN Speaker Series, and we covered a topic that not many folks knew about. Not many folks still know about it. Still know about it, it. (laughs) yep. (laughs) But there is buzz about it, and we want to clarify some details. So who else better to go back to but the individual who shared a lot of the information with us last time? So, Robert, what is the Corporate Transparency Act? Sure. Thanks for having me back on this. And you're right. People just aren't talking about it. Corporate Transparency Act is basically a giant federal database that's intended to be used for law enforcement purposes that document a lot of the small businesses that just frankly fall through the regulatory cracks, right? You know, banks have a lot of regulations, insurance companies have a lot of regulations, but the mom and pop store, the local real estate holding company, things like that, just don't have a lot of regulations and they don't show up in a lot of databases as a result of it. So Corporate Transparency Act is the federal government's effort to try to plug that hole and is, again, going to be a giant database of these small companies and a lot of the information on their beneficial owners, you know, who owns them and who controls them. All right. Let's dig a little deeper. What companies are required to report under it? Sure. So as I said before, the Corporate Transparency Act is focusing on small companies. There's last time I checked 23 exceptions, you know, banks, securities, dealers, publicly traded companies, and a whole bunch of others that, again, focus on some of those larger entities that are already under regulatory compliance. But one of the big exceptions to the Corporate Transparency Act is kind of illustrated of who's included in the CTA because it's everyone unless an exception applies. And that's a large operation entity and a large operating entity is any company you know has a US location that has more than 20 full-time employees and five million dollars in gross receipts filed on last year's tax return so unless you fall under one of those exceptions or the large business exception you're reporting under the Corporate Transparency Act. So again, small mom and pop shops, small manufacturers with less than 20 employees, retail stores are a big one. Real estate holding companies, everyone puts their investment property in those LLCs or those corporations to protect themselves. All of those are intended to be captured under the Corporate Transparency Act. And those would be reporting companies as defined. Right. How intrusive? What information needs to be reported? Sure. So if you are a reporting company, you have an obligation on an ongoing basis. So when it's formed and on an ongoing basis to report information on your beneficial owners, and we'll get into that in just a second, what is a beneficial owner? But if you are a beneficial owner, you're going to have to report your name, your social security number, your address, and a copy of an identifiable document like a passport or a driver's license. And all that is going to have to be uploaded into that federal database, you know, that's again maintained in theory for law enforcement purposes. Now that transitions into what the next question is, right? Who is a beneficial owner, right? You know, does the janitor have to upload their information or not, right? And a beneficial owner is anyone who owns or really exercises 
substantial control. And again, we can parse the regulation that's 30 pages long here. But when you distill it, it's do you have an ownership interest in that company or do you exercise substantial control? And substantial control is not exactly what you think under the Corporate Transparency Act, right? It's not necessarily the C-level position, right? It could be someone that, you know, has control over lines of business, someone that has controls over, you know, where we want to open up a new location or get out of a new location. And again, if you have those decision-making obligations or those decision-making powers, you could be considered having substantial control and you have to report your information. Now, I do want to say there is a little bit of a carve out on that. And that's Mm -hmm. if you only exercise that substantial control as an employee. Right now, Ah. it's a little bit of a misnomer because a lot of companies, you know, they have stock options, they have phantom stock plans. You know, some of these controllers do have some sort of ownership or other interest that will take them out of that exception. So it's unfortunately very complicated in determining who is a beneficial owner, unless the facts are really clear cut. You know, I work nine to five, I have no ownership interest, I have, you know, no other interest in the company other than my W-2 paycheck that comes every two weeks. So it's going to be interesting. And of course, there's the typical government carve out of any other type of substantial control mm-hmm. that you know may exist that they don't have enumerated in the statute. So you got to love those post hoc analyses. <laughs> What date is tentatively targeted for compliance? So the database, the BOSS system, B-O-S-S as it's called, is supposed to be up and running as of January 1st, 2024. So in theory, every company that starts after January 1st, 2024 will have 30 days, although there's a push for a little bit of an extension, you know, 90 days, because again, everything's been, you know, kind of slow getting started, but they would have an obligation to report all of this information within that time period. And then if anything changes, if people leave, if people come in, you know, all that stuff on an ongoing basis. Prior companies, companies that were formed prior to January 1st, 2024, will have a year to come into compliance with the Mm -hmm. Corporate Transparency Act. So again, you know, depending on when you're started, you will have a different timetable. And the other piece of information that needs to be reported is kind of what we talked about right now, which is based on when you form the company, the incorporator or the organizer, the person who's actually filing the document or if you are a professional, like a lawyer or an accountant that files it for other people, you may have your secretary or your assistant do it. If you're directing that under the regulation, both you and now possibly your legal assistant may have to report your information to the Corporate Transparency Act. So again, it's a pretty broad reporting requirement and not a lot of time to get it done. In general, what would happen if a company doesn't comply? <laughs> Well, under the statute, there's both civil and criminal penalties. So again, remember, this is in theory a law enforcement statute, right? This is supposed to help, you know, the FBI and, you know, any other law enforcement entities that are authorized go in and try to track, you know, where these shell companies are and connect the dots as to ownership. So in line with the statute like that, there are both civil and criminal penalties and they can be fairly significant. And of course, that's also assuming that, you know, unfortunately, as many government programs do, they tend to get a little bit broader than originally created. And that database may wind up into other agencies' hands, which could, again, change the penalty structure. But it's something that you definitely need to take seriously. And unfortunately, just not a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're speaking to you with Foster Swift. So I'll throw this out there. What does a company 
get to help in determining their reporting obligations? Can they reach out to you, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny because we seem to find two little tranches that professionals are in. Ones that say, hey, yeah, we'll love to help you. And ones that say, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. So yeah, we do have some Corporate Transparency Act resources. They're available at www.fosterswift.com if you search for Corporate Transparency Act. A lot of information as to what needs to be reported. The government has put out a guide, quote unquote, as to compliance under the the Corporate Transparency Act that has, you know, I think it's 26 or 30 pages, has a, you know, kind of a flow chart that may be able to assist. But again, when you get into these real close questions of who is a beneficial owner, right? Someone that may not necessarily be a stockholder, you know, someone who may have control and have, you know, some sort of stock options or stock plans. The analysis, unfortunately, gets a little cloudy and a little bit murky. So yeah, we are absolutely happy to help. We are starting some programs to assist with that in determining the actual reporting requirements. And then there's a lot of services out there that will actually do the filing for you, you know, maintain your driver's license and things like that. But at the end of the day, you can always go directly to the boss system and upload it yourself. So be wary that there are a lot of companies out there that say, you know, hey, we'll help you with your CTA filing. And you're doing the same exact thing that you would do at the federal boss system and just paying extra money for it. So if you have someone who's helping you analyze, that's a resource that can really help out. And uh, again, those resources are starting to come out nowadays. Fair enough. Well, Robert, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, as always, it's an interesting topic and we'll see how it goes over the next couple of years. Excellent. Once again, that interesting topic is Corporate Transparency Act and a status update for November of 2023. We've been speaking with Robert A. Hammer, a shareholder, Foster Swift Collins and Smith PC. He's based out of Southfield and they have their six branches across the state of Michigan. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat, Michigan Business Network.